you, you don't want to react to life. Yeah. You want to lead your life. Yeah. Um, you want to think about what you're doing. Uh, simple people just go with the flow. You don't want to be simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, simple is normal in our society. Uh, what you want to be is you don't want to be normal. You want to be weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you want to be weird because you're practicing wisdom. And what wise people do is they think about their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best way to get what you want out of life is to decide what it is you want. Yeah. And then plan your life around that. Uh, and then that way you're not reacting. Uh, you're, you're leading. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Chad, let's talk about margin, which is everybody's favorite topic. Now, margin is the gap between whatever your current pace is and your limits. And so there's margin in lots of different areas. There's margin in your finances. Uh, If you are spending more than you are making, you have negative margin. If you are saving, then that creates margin in your finances. Same thing's true with our time. Same thing's true with our energy. Life, there's there's a need for margin in different areas because life at times is going to be a little unpredictable. And, and there's going to be unexpected things, an expenditure that you weren't planning on having or whatever. And if you have zero margin in your finances, uh, then you're not prepared for the dishwasher just broke or whatever it is. And so having margin is a good thing because it helps us navigate some of the unexpected things in life. So talk about margin with your soul. What does that look like to have margin for your soul? Yeah. So another way to talk about margin is, is these two words, breathing room. Mm -hmm. There's just, there's space, there's cushion, Mm -hmm. right? So margin in your soul would be that you have, um, energy reserves. Mm -hmm. Um, you have more love to give. Yeah. Right. You um, are not exhausted mm-hmm. emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have reserves that you can pour out. Um, margin would be the cup's not empty, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's, there's always uh, some fullness there that you can still pour out. And so the only way um, to live your life in a way that has those energy reserves is, is to learn margin, Mm -hmm. uh, to give yourself some, some, some space. Um, I had a a little sports car for a while. Do you remember that little Audi that I had? Yep. So didn't uh, it break down when you were driving it back from California? Yeah. So I bought this, um, Audi. Sorry if that was a sensitive topic. No, it's all right. I I bought a, (laughs) I bought an Audi TT Roadster. This is years ago, almost 20 years ago now. And I actually bought it from a guy. Here's what happened. I got appendicitis. And so I was on the mend in my bed. I just lay in there and I was like, I want to look at cars. So I start looking at cars and that got me in trouble because I found one I wanted. And I got permission from Katrina and I went and bought this little Audi TT Roadster uh, from a guy in San Diego. And then as I was driving it home, it broke down. Yeah. But anyway, got it fixed. Um, that was a six-speed, all-wheel drive, all-wheel steering. That car would fly through the mountains mm-hmm. uh, coming back from Payson. I'm sure I obeyed all the traffic laws. You That's know, right. Because um, it would be a sin not to. But anyway, I really loved to drive that car. And I would take that tachometer red hot mm-hmm. when I'd drive that car. So six speeds, um, a whole lot of horsepower in that little bitty car. But think about the tachometer. So that's just a thing that is measuring RPMs. Mm-hmm. And when that thing is revved up in the red – 
you, you don't have very much margin. You are pushing that engine mm-hmm. uh, to its to its limits, and you don't want to leave it red very long. Now, you want to put it in the red every once in a while just because it's good for the engine to be stressed and stretched. But your soul is like that. There are going to be seasons in life that are going to come because life's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are going to die. You know, There's going to be um, times when there's going to be an economic downturn. I mean, you're going to have red-hot moments when you are stressed. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to stay red-hot. And so the trick is to not live in the red hot zone, right? To, to, to live down in that space when you're cruising down the freeway and yeah, you're, you're running, you know, 70 miles per hour or whatever, but you're not tacked out red. Yeah. Right. You've got margin. Yeah. You, you've got, you've got some, some space to where when the difficult times, you know, you can rev up, but if you stay revved up constantly, eventually you pop. That's right. So you could drive incredibly fast for a few miles or you can go cross country. And that's the difference between staying in that red is you're going to blow up your engine and, yeah. and it might be amazing for a few miles, but then, yeah, what, what overall impact do you have? But if you, you are wise and you keep it within its limits and occasionally go up, you actually cover a lot greater distance. And and I think people listening, they want to have an impact in life they don't want to burn out and, and go, wow, I did something great for a minute. And then just was so exhausted that I, I had to shut it down. Uh, yeah. But to have some longevity. So, so you want margin with your soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you don't want to stay in this constant place where you're just maxed out all the time, which means, and we've been talking about over the past few weeks, you've got to get in this rhythm of I pour out, I'm filled up again. Mm-hmm. I pour out, I, I'm filled up again. Because if you're just pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, guess what you do? You burn out. Yeah. Uh, not, not too long ago, I took on more responsibilities. And, and with that, there was more demands for my time and people went to meet and there's lots of people that had access to my calendar. And my calendar looked like this. And can I just – Yeah. And you've led very well, Robert. Oh, thanks. You're doing a great job. Thanks. Yeah. But my calendar looked like a perfect game of Tetris. Like every little bit of space was filled in. Everything was touching. And it was like an episode of 24 where I'm like, when, when do I go to the bathroom? Like there's no break to eat food. I wouldn't, food, know, to I wouldn't use, know anything about that. To use the restroom. <laughs> uh, and, and so finally I had to say, okay, not everybody can put stuff in my calendar at, at any okay, given can, time. Can we just yeah. stop for a second? Yeah. So I'm going I'm to give just a little bit of backstory. So, so Robert has uh, been one of our preaching pastors for a long, long time. And then uh, he's talking about over the past few years, he oversees a bunch of ministry here at the church. And, and when you took that on, I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to kill it. Right. But I also knew there was going to be a season where you're going to go, holy crap. Yeah. Right. Because your calendar's filling up. Everybody wants a piece of you. And then on the weeks that you preach, oh, you got, you got to preach this weekend yeah. too. Right. And, and it's, it's been, uh, so a lot more came on the plate and there was like a few little things that I scraped off to, to make room. I was like, wait a minute. Well, it's been interesting watching yeah. you uh, kind of figure that out. I interrupted you, but I wanted mm-hmm. to give just a little backstory there because because that's such a – I mean, lots of people are in that season of right now they have a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to figure out how do I how do I manage the lot more? And if you look at – so let's think about the life of Jesus for a moment. If you look at his ministry, how much of that was on a calendar – Jesus saying, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that happened in between on the way to, and, and Jesus makes, he leaves margin to, to meet the needs as they, as they arise and to have a little bit of ability to bob and weave and go, yeah, we're headed here, but first hmm. we need to take care of this. And in, in leadership, if your calendar is just jam packed with everybody's desires for you and meetings that they wanted to have, you don't have margin to go, hey, yeah, but first 
I need to take care of this thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's a conversation. You don't know when someone's going to knock on the door of your office and go, hey, I need to talk to you about something. And, and there needs to be some space to be able to have those conversations. Otherwise, you're just like, hey, get on my calendar in a month and, and maybe we can talk about it. And, and to your point earlier, by the time I get to the end of the day, I wasn't any good in those meetings. Like my brain was so fried uh, to have a little space. And so I think a lot of us, we operate thinking, well, there's, there's time on the clock. I could do this, uh, but there needs to be some gaps in there. There needs to be some space in there uh, for the unexpected, for the thing that you didn't see coming. So for the people who are listening that uh, you're at a place in life where your responsibility is increasing, there's a example that I, I give. Um, I learned it from a mentor of, of mine. But but let's say that you find yourself responsible for a whole lot more. The, the more responsibility you have, the more margin you actually need. Mm-hmm. And, and here's why. If you're a soldier in the Army, your job is to be on the field of battle and do what you're told. If you're a general in the Army, your job is not to be on the field of battle. Mm-hmm but to be on the mountainside overseeing the battle and determining what needs to happen next in the battle. And you've got to have the balcony view, mm-hmm. right? Well, somebody might look at the general and go, how come you're not down here fighting with the troops? Mm-hmm. Well, the reason that is, is because the general's doing their freaking job. Their job is not to be down on the field. Their job is to be on the mountainside to get that balcony view so that they can give good leadership. A general has to actually earn the right to go back down on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. They have to do their job first. Mm-hmm. The more responsibility that you have, the more space you have to give yourself to think, to process, to predict and look into the future and, and figure out what the next move needs to be. You have to give yourself um, permission to be proactive, right? But if you're constantly on the field of battle, you're just responding to the tyranny of the urgent mm-hmm. And you're going to get eaten alive. And so that's that's one of the, the, the tricks of leadership. That's one of the tricks of um, just even parenting as those seasons change. You have to know what season you're in and, 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 what, and what you need. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, give yourself permission to have margin. And, and frankly, the more responsibility you have, the more margin you need to think, to look ahead, uh, to plan, because the decision you make affects – more and more people. Mm -hmm. So you have to have the margin to make good decisions. We're talking a lot about calendar right now. So I want us to to keep having this conversation. And this is true, this idea of the tyranny of the urgent. If if you're a stay-at-home parent or you're, you know, brand new to a job, whatever, there's always going to be things that want your attention. Uh, Even if you're, yeah, you're a kid in school, uh, your phone it's going to feel urgent. There's stuff you got to do on your phone, right? It's always vying for your attention. There's always going to be something that wants to take our greatest resource, which is our time. And it, and it wants to steal that from us. Chad, you've said this before, but you, you talk about the Bible. You know, this is the most spiritual document that we have. This is God's word to us. And then the second most is, is the calendar. Um, talk about why calendaring. How excited is everybody to talk about calendaring right now? Why that is such a spiritual endeavor and and the connection between the two things? Yeah, so the Bible and calendar go together, and here's why. Jesus didn't say, listen to me. Jesus said, follow me. Hmm. Okay? So now, to follow him, we have to listen to him. But we typically stop at listening. Mm -hmm. Uh, The calendar is where we do follow through. And so usually what we do is we say, okay, what are our priorities? 
and we say, well, it's God, it's my family, you know, and, 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 and we have those ideas. But we schedule our priorities last. Mm-hmm. Usually God, family, friendships, those things that we say are the most important things in life, those things get our leftovers. Mm-hmm. If there's space. If there's space. Mm-hmm. So when I've been learning, I have learned, am learning, and will learn, is, is to flip that around. So you want to think, what are my priorities? Mm-hmm. And you schedule that first. So if your family is your priority, you want to think through the rhythms of life. When can I give my family the very best I've got? Okay. So, for example, so I think through my week. Well, if I preach four times on the weekend and then I have meetings and I have all this other stuff that I've, I've got to do on a weekend, um, I'm not going to give my wife uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. Because that's not my best. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday, I need to recharge a little bit. I need to do some other things. My day off is Friday, so I give my wife Friday night mm-hmm. because I've had the day off and I can give her my best. I'm just thinking through rhythm. So you want to think about your calendar because your calendar is where you follow through with investing your life in what matters most. So if you can, schedule your family. If you look at a year, schedule your family vacations first. Mm-hmm. Schedule when date night's going to be first. Schedule time with kids first and then work around those things. And think about your energy as you're making those plans and give your best energy to your most important priorities. Yeah. One of Lindsay and I's dates last year as we were getting towards the end of the year is we sat down. We had sushi and we had this giant blank piece of paper and we just started dreaming, okay, what do we want next year to look like? And what are the things we want to do as a family? What are the things we want to do, you know, for our anniversary, all of that. And we just started mapping things out Mm -hmm. and going, okay, am I going to go speak at other camps and conferences and all of that? Like how much of that? Okay. And we just kind of went through and we created that and then everything else we're able to fill in in between it. But that date, it was an entire date devoted to talking about future dates. And it was well. You you scheduled the margins first. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's so important, and people don't do that. Um, you know, I talked about uh, I think on the last podcast uh, where we had a conversation. You know, when you pull into the driveway and you're like, "Oh crap, there's people in there." Okay, what you're wanting then is isolation. Mm-hmm. Okay, what you're wanting is margin. Well, the Bible doesn't teach isolation. Uh, in fact, well, it does, but it teaches against it. Yeah, uh, isolation will uh, leave you vulnerable to the tactics of the enemy, to Mm -hmm. the devil. Mm -hmm. So the Bible doesn't teach isolation. That's when you want to, I'm going to be crass here, but that's when you want to give everybody and everything the finger and run off. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's not good. We don't want to be there. That's when you make mistakes. Uh, In fact, when you're feeling like that, you need to halt. H-A-L-T. Halt is when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. That's when you're most vulnerable. Yeah. And that's when you need to halt and you probably need to get a friend who loves you to help you get out of that space because you're very vulnerable when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. So isolation is not where we want to be. But the Bible does teach solitude. Mm -hmm. Now, solitude is when Jesus would go out and pray by himself. Yep. Uh, solitude, I think Jesus went for hikes because I like to hike. So I just assume Jesus. And there's a bunch of mountains around there. And it said, you know, he went up to the mountain and prayed and yeah. Yeah, Robert and I have hiked around the mm-hmm. Sea of Galilee together and seen some of that stuff. But those were times that he planned on being alone, mm-hmm. right? And that solitude. The principle there is you schedule your margin first. 
right? If you're going on a long vacation and you have an electric car mm-hmm. right now, which you do, Robert, you have to know where you're going to charge that thing. Mm-hmm. And you don't go on the journey until you know where the charge stations are. Um, if you drive a big truck and takes gasoline like I do, um, I know how far my truck can go before it runs out. And so I know ahead of time uh, where I'm going to be getting fuel. Yeah. And that's the idea with your calendar is you schedule the margins first. And there's so much wisdom in that. Yeah. And it's okay to know that some months are going to be packed. It's going to be busy. It's going to be hectic. Uh, but you you want to, back to the rhythm conversation, mm-hmm. you want to also have, okay, what are the months that we're not traveling, that we're not doing a ton of you know extra stuff and, and just having time just to function as a family? Uh, one of the mistakes that I, I've made and that I've also seen others make is they go, okay, we want to prioritize if you're a parent and you have kids in the home and, and you're like, I want to prioritize my kids. And so everything's about the kids. Um, one of the things I would I would suggest, I would warn you against is not neglecting the marriage because the greatest gift that you can give your children is a, a healthy marriage if you're married. And so um, to keep that on the priority list, and I would even say prioritize that uh, if all your time is just hanging out with kids, uh, prioritize time to go on dates or to go on a trip with just you and your spouse and figure out, you know, who's going to watch the kids, whatever, um, just because that's so important for you to then have margin and energy to pour into your kids without neglecting the marriage. Sorry, that was a side note. No, that's it's such good, wise counsel, because you have to think about what are my priorities in life. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're saying. You, you, you don't want to react to life. Yeah. You want to lead your life. Yeah. Um, you want to think about what you're doing. Uh, simple people just go with the flow. You don't want to be simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, simple is normal in our society. Uh, what you want to be is you don't want to be normal. You want to be weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you want to be weird because you're practicing wisdom. And what wise people do is they think about their life. Mm -hmm. Uh, The best way to get what you want out of life is to decide what it is you want and then plan your life around that. Uh, And then that way you're not reacting. uh, You're you're leading Uh, monetarily. Where do you want to be 10 years from now financially? Well, if you're going to get there, there has to be a plan, Mm -hmm. and you've got to work the plan, and that plan has to include margin. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'll never get ahead financially if you keep spending more money than you make. Uh, You will never be financially free unless you invest in your 401k or you're buying houses and putting your money in real estate. Those kind of you've got to plan for the future. This is what wise people do, and I'm going to teach everybody a really important word when it comes to margin. Would you like to know the word? Oh, I Robert? think I already know it, and it's it's a tough one. It is a magic word. Yeah, it is a beautiful. And some people, myself included, it's a struggle to use this word. Okay, well, I'm going to help us all. Uh, it's the word no. Okay, so let's go with the easy one first. And you do this great. Um, if you're going to get ahead financially, you've got to learn to tell yourself what word, Robert? No, no. And Robert does this well. Um, you've got to learn to tell yourself no. Uh, just because you can buy something doesn't mean that you should. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell yourself no to the new car and buy the used car because you just lost 30% of the new car when you drove it off the lot. You know, it's those kinds of things. What is the wise thing to do? Well, when you ask yourself what is the wise thing to do, you're going to tell yourself no to the stupid things. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of stupid things that all of us do, beginning with me. So you have to learn to tell yourself no. You have to learn to tell other people no. And maybe that's the one you struggle with a little more. If you're more of a people pleaser, this will be a struggle for you. Um, Every once in a while, Katrina and I were literally talking about this last night. 
I mean, we were literally, we went to bed and we were laying there looking at each other, having a conversation with our faces on the pillow. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're, we're talking about this. And I'll get emails or somebody's upset uh, because they've never met me, right, mm-hmm. in our church. Can we go to lunch? Can we go to dinner? Can we whatever? And I'll say, no, I'm sorry. You know, um, do you want my help or do you want my time? That's that's mm-hmm. like an important question because mm-hmm. uh, your campus pastor can help you if that's that's what you're looking for. And then they'll say, well, I can't believe my pastor won't take time to meet with me. Okay. And so here's what I say now that I'm 50 and – care less in the sense of what people think about <laughs> uh-huh. me, right? I still care for people very much. But I'll say, uh, you know what? It, it's not because I don't care. I care very much. It's simply this, math. Uh-huh. It is that simple. And I have no control over the reality of math. Yeah. Okay? The math is there are at least, it's more than this, 10,000 regular tenders in our church. Uh-huh. Let's do some math. There's well, th- there's I just would, I just happen to be looking at our active participants, whatever people that have self-identified. It's like thirty six thousand. Right oh, now. okay. So all right. Well, that's that's the crowd. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking like congregation, regular yeah. attenders. Okay. So it's a big number. There are three hundred and sixty five days in a year. There are twenty four hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to have lunch with me. What are the chances of that happening? Yeah. I, math. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm not a big deal. God in his sense of humor allows me to do this and I'm grateful for it. But if I don't learn to say no, the math yep. will kill me. Yep. Okay. And then the flip side of that, I talked about this earlier, the more responsibility you have, actually the more margin you need. There's a reason why when Tom Brady was playing professional football during the practices, he wore the red jersey. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? We treat that guy different. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's freaking Tom Brady. And you don't hit Tom Brady when you're on his team. You don't tackle that guy. Why? Because he's the guy that makes it happen, right? The more responsibility you have, the more you're wearing the red jersey. And, and, and the more you've got to get help in the realm of the math of everything you're responsible for. All these things, people want to spiritualize stupidity. Mm. Don't let people do that to you. It's okay to say no. It's okay to lead your life. Uh, It's okay to make wise decisions. And one of the things I'll tell leaders, especially in growing organizations, is do what only you can do. There's only a few things that only you can do. And I'm going to tell you what's at the top of my list. Only I can be a husband to Katrina. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess somebody else could do that job, but I don't want them to, you know? And so, man, that's real high up on my priority list. Only I can be a parent to my boys. Nobody else can do that. It's real high up on my priority list. Uh, there's only a few things I can do here at church that nobody else can do. So that's that's what I do. That's my job. So you just have to think through your life. You have to say no to yourself. You have to learn who to say no to people-wise. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you work the calendar. And the calendar, because Jesus didn't say, listen to me. He said, follow me. The calendar is how you, how you live that out. All right. So you mentioned marriage. You mentioned uh, family parenting. If if we could imagine for a moment, us and everybody who's who's listening right now, um, we're we're on the other side, right? We're on the balcony view of heaven, looking back on our lives. Mm-hmm. What's most important? What 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 are the priorities of life? You already mentioned a couple, marriage, family. Uh, what what's the most important things? Well, I'm going to quote a verse because that's always a good idea. Yep. Uh, Jesus said, "Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness." then all these things will be added to you. 
uh, the priority of all things is am I seeking God every day in my life? Mm-hmm. Well, what does that mean? Why am I spending time with him? Um, this is a big one that we leave out. Am I obeying him mm-hmm. and doing what he says? You will never regret obedience. Even if obedience is hard mm-hmm. and it makes you miserable for a little season and the big picture of your life, when you're looking backwards from the balcony view of heaven, you will never regret obedience. And so that's the priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's God first. Nobody can do my relationship with God but me. So that's got to be a priority. I, I can't delegate that. Okay. So that's at the top. And then it, and then after my relationship with God, it would be my relationship with my wife. And then after that, the boys. And then after that, it would be my friends. And then after that, it'd be my job. Mm-hmm. And those, those are the priorities of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably the same for all of us. Yeah. So it's okay to calendar out. Hey, I'm going to be at church regularly worshiping with other people, or I'm going to be in a small group, or I'm going to do some things to to work on my relationship with God. I'm going to carve out time during the day, and it's going to be just time for God and I to be together. If you are saying it's important, then schedule it. Because mm-hmm. the greatest of actions, right? I'm going to say that differently. The smallest of actions, right, is better than the greatest of intentions. I, I think I said that backwards. I'm going to say it again. I, I started to say it backwards a moment ago. Uh, the smallest of actions is better than the greatest of intentions. I, I think we all intend to make those things priority. Mm-hmm. But if it's important, schedule it. Yeah. Um, if your wife is important, schedule time with her. If your kids are important, schedule time with them. If God is important, then, then schedule when you're going to spend time uh, with him, church, those kinds of things. I the calendar, right, right up there with the Bible. They 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 should be linked linked together. Mm-hmm. So such a big deal. I got so passionate about it, started fumbling on my words a little bit. But it's like <laughs> it's good. such a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna pray quick for us, um, just as we wrap up our time. Chad, thanks so much. Thank you, Robert. Father, I pray that you would um, give us wisdom of what matters most. Uh, give us uh, a clarity to see. Um, to even think from that that heavenly perspective, that balcony view, um, to evaluate uh, the days that we have, um, what we've done, and uh, areas that that we want to grow in, and and what we can do moving forward. Um, Holy Spirit, would you help us to see maybe areas of priority that are neglected, and may we have the the courage and the wisdom to put those things on the calendar to create space for it. God, for your glory and for the good of us experiencing, God, what you've created us for. And so would you help us in that, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.